0: Sometimes I didn't know which one I was doing. <laughs> Sometimes I was trying to transition between them. But it was a lot it, it was a lot of fun, but it was also um very uh very impactful and the spirit of the lord did some wonderful things. And I believe that there was there was a lot of people who were touched in a tremendous way and um Sunday morning, Sunday night and and you are here tonight, and you are, your testimony is, "I am better for it." And I thank God for Brother Morgan. I thank Him for coming and being with us. We had tried to work this out for a while; had a difficult time doing that. Of course, he chooses to live in no man's land, out in Nevada, and uh, if he would just move closer to where all, where, where to where all the good. I, I was trying not to, but. I'm just going to say it, to where all the people of God live, which is the south. If he would get down the south, he'd be all right. He might make it to heaven then. (laughs) Amen. But we're so glad he's able to be with us again this evening. Would you let him know how much you appreciate him?
1: Praise the Lord, everybody. Are you happy to be in the house of the Lord today? I'm very happy to be here tonight, and I'm expecting God to do some great things. Amen? Hallelujah. I want to say thank you to this church and uh, to the O'Connells for allowing me to be here. This has been such a blast um, to be here, and um, I had not really formally um, met your pastor. We um, talk all the time, but not face-to-face. and um, Well, Facebook, I guess that's that's really not face-to-face. Um, uh, but we got to kind of hang out this week, and it's and, uh, just been a tremendous blessing. And you're blessed to have um, great leadership and just good people as your pastor. Hallelujah. Isn't it awesome? To, I mean, you have to have a pastor. And, um, you know, not all pastors are the same. And uh, so I'm so good to be able to go to heaven with one of them that actually loves doing what he's doing. Amen? Want me to come to you with a rod or with love? He said, "You know, I've got to do one or the other." He's and you have that, and I, I appreciate that very, very much. I, I expect God to forward just to keep on going and keep growing in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Chronicles chapter number seven, a very familiar passage of scripture. That is the Old Testament, by the way. <laughs> uh, verse number. By night, and said unto him, I have heard thy prayer and have a sacrifice. If I shut up heaven that there be no rain, pestilence among my people, if my people which are called by my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from Heather land. Now mine eyes shall be open, and this place. For now have I chosen and sanctified and mine eyes, and I like this, and my heart, for his heart to be with us, and mine heart shall be there perpetually. I believe in the supernatural. I still believe in the sleeve that. I don't believe that miracles are gone. I don't believe that miracles are just in Bible days and we times. Hallelujah. I believe that there is a God that wants to heal and save and to steal on the throne. Does anybody really believe that today? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe that if I pass this microphone around to everybody in this everybody in this building would tell me that they believe that they serve Believe that everybody in this house believes that God can do a healer that God is still a way maker hallelujah and he can raise the dead I believe that he can provide I believe that tonight I'm not just talking about it or saying it the same yesterday today and forever hallelujah a God that can bring us out when we don't really think there is any way Listen, and he wants to heal everybody he still wants to prove that he's God I don't believe that you have to twist God's arm to Nelson and beg him and twist his arm to get him to bless you Oh, I wish somebody would believe that in this house I believe tonight everybody I I, want, I believe that tonight, but we have to believe that. Say it. We've really got to believe it. I like it when I. Or sometimes I just tell my wife. I've I, just, <laughs> I have one that my wife threatens to sin with me constantly. So, so she texts me and says, "Next time you leave, she's going with you." And I said, "No." <laughs> Uh, she's the one who helps my wife to look at them and you have to tell them you you tell your brother you're sorry and most uh that I'm sorry simply because you're standing there ready to knock There, they're really saying I'm sorry it, it, they, are, they don't really believe it they fall down on their on their knees and say oh Chandler I, I'm really sorry I saw it there and I, I'm really sorry I, I, I'm going to do whatever I can no no it's it not want mom to slap me that I'm sorry for doing it but in their heart they really don't believe it but I want to tell you leave what you say it's not enough for us to talk about the Bible the devil quotes the Bible and he's not a believer. I know things but it's another thing to actually believe it that you believe in the mountain or in the valley. It doesn't matter if you're sick or you're well it's still believe that God is a healer he's a blesser. He's the one that you've got to believe it deep down in your spirit and heart David simply said this talking about uh, uh, this hind, which is a uh, an older uh, a uh, a fawn, and now she is not just wandering through life. One that are following her, so now she's just not running just to somebody else, so that they can escape she 's grown up, and this is what David said he called a specific name for a specific reason the, as a deer grows old, they, that uh, if you ever notice that some people uh, ride mules, and then there's goats that that are in the crevices they get in, and they they, they look up there and you, you go hunting them and you think how are they? and it looks like they're just standing off in the middle of space somewhere, but they've learned how to to step in the same uh, footprint as their f- they are running, as they are trying to escape and climb and get to a place where they're safe, that their feet are are, are walking safely, and so they have trained themselves same exact spot so they can continue to look forward and escape and be sa- I want to just say things about you, but I want my subconscious, I want to actually believe it. Deep down in my spirit, it's one. It's another thing to say it and believe it. That I am calling that every knee should bow. I want to tell you today, it's another thing to be able to understand that I'm not only just a Jesus believer, but that everything I, every time that I'm in trouble, I call on the name. You've got to believe it. And the things that you believe simply so that you can obey the pastor or obey the word of the Lord. It's not enough that you're saved, the Bible says, through obedience to the Scripture. But it's not enough. Believeth and is baptized. That you, that you just you you're around them very long and you know, not because you're judging them, not God, you just know when you're around them that they don't really, really, truly they truly do not believe it. I, I remember I was preaching at this church and uh, over to me while church was going on and said, Hey, man, by, by the way, uh, these, these people, man, they've had a uh, miss work or something or had a flat tire, things like that, you know, and he out in LA and he said they moved out of that and he said the mob's after them. I was like, Oh that ten yeah, he said he said he used to be this. And he started naming all the things that him and his wife used to be involved in. And he said yet they've both been baptized. They believe. They are reaching. He said, But this week, man, he said it's just bound. I, I didn't know if I would just ever see them again. That they, they've called it they're having a rough time they understand that within a, about an hour of time they could go out and make and they're you know just living selling drugs or doing different things and they could they could make some amends the rough rough week we just need and, and here i'm thinking i, I just well i just keep praying for them, you know what i'm saying and so i remember preaching these don't look like you're the people at your bank <laughs> Just wish that You know You could stay over here At the ladies side And, and pray for all the ladies You know And just, You know what am saying No but he's saying I want you to go pray for them And I was going to walk down they just, they just And as I was walking down I was like They never told us In Bible college How to deal with a situation like this Dry You could tell that It was just You know It was just It was dry And they were frustrated Not only fought people But they fought themselves And each other All week long and they're they're not doing any more than I believe in me. Because he's like, all right, go pray for him. I, I know that God's going to hear your prayer. And as I begin to pray with him, I, I, inside my spirit, I was saying, God, what do I say? Give me open something to hit me, and, and and you know that uh, something. I you know, like Moses nothing. It was dry. I, I, my my mouth was dry. I was like, oh God, what? I don't think uh, I, it was rough. But as I walked down, I, I, I said, just, just quickly, uh, the scripture came to me. You wrestle not against flesh and blood. Uh, to some people, but you really don't mean it. It doesn't come out very forceful, does it? You know what I'm saying? Out, and you're not real sure. Would you like to go out with me? You know, it's kind of, it doesn't come out like you really, it, it sounded kind of like that. Jesus. <laughs> I really did. And I, I, I held the uh, so I just said, I just want you guys to pray. I'm going to pray for you. And so I just told me, I just want you to call my name over them. And so I began to say, in Jesus, God, begin to just, as I was praying, begin to ask me, say it like you really mean it. Use them. I, 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 it wasn't that I was screaming the name afterwards, uh, but something in my uh, of Jesus. I began to pray for them. It wasn't very long that I looked at them. They began to talk in tongues. And God filled them with the Holy Ghost that week. I want to tell you to relieve that. You've got to believe it. with every. There is no other name in the name of Jesus. You're going to have to believe that it's the only I call It over my family. I call it over my marriage. I call it over my job situation. But you've got to believe that when you say that, it works. Right. That the name of Jesus is powerful. We, we need to rely on it. Now, this is, this is where it's going to get kind of hard to preach. Because. And so that's our problem. Really. So my prayers are not with boldness that he answers. Let me tell you something. Natural things that if we do them, they will work. Pernatural. But they just believe, hey, it's a good thing to do. You know, we've got to be I'm learning all the notes and singing and playing. I mean, at least I should show that I'm at least. And maybe some of you say, well, they sang that song last Sunday. I worship because I sang it last Sunday. I... When I was pastoring a church, we... when, when the pastor was in the music department with them because they were the music department. So I came in, and I didn't know how to play. And so we got an iPod. And we put a bunch of songs on it that did not have. The, we'd get split track stuff and we'd just play them, man. And I, I remember I was hurrying one day putting some song. If you know anything about these things, if you just pick a song somewhere and, and you play it and you don't song. Once it plays that song, it goes back to the very first song that's on your iPod, right? I'm just glad it wasn't like Led Zeppelin or anything like that, you know what I'm saying? And saying, oh, Lord, the worship service, and the song is sung, and everybody was worshiping the Lord, and all of a sudden, uh, A, in the middle of church, and the whole church come down. <laughs> we were like, oh. Now, you got to understand, these were country bumpkins uh, that were playing, and they, it was all the old, uh, you know, Kirk Franklin or something, you know what I'm saying, they, they had no clue of what was we'll side, and we come up you know, and it was going you know pretty good and we 're going to have to change everything that we know. Because the situation is, you know how to play. I don't know how to play. Well, other people know how to play, and they've recorded it. I said, you know what? I remember one time while I was preaching, it was hot and heavy, son. I'm telling you, people are wanting to shout. I was preaching. I was preaching and looking for a song, and I found out. I said, you know what I'm going to do? I said, here's a shout song. It's in 56 seconds. You better get your shout on. That church blew half up. I'm telling people, were shouting. I'm telling you. You know what? It's not necessarily the songs. Thank God. That we're and do the but let me tell you something. There is something supernatural about your something when you begin to say I believe in what I'm doing. I've come to clap my hands. I come to lift my voice. I am going to sh- I'm going to dance before the Lord. I may run the aisles, but what I'm doing is I'm going to happen in the heavens. It yeah. is supernatural. There are some situations that you'll get out of them. You won't be able to obey your way out of them. The only way you'll get out of them. And it's going to have to happen. It's supernatural. Now, look, we don't get... Well, heaven's going to be very foreign. Well, hold on a second. You're not going to make it to heaven because if you're not a worshiper. I'm telling you. I'm going to tell you there's an advantage to being a worshiper. Afar and said, hey... We want to be healed. Would you have mercy on us? He said, go show yourself the priest. Worship got one of them that did it whole. Somewhere inside of your spirit, you're going to have to say, you know what? I wanted it... It may not be my personality to be out in the aisle shouting and dancing. He had to pray about it and make himself. He had to beg God, but then he said not on you. I don't care. Well, I'm just not a crier. Well, you may want to become one because there's anybody else. Let me help you out. How many of you got kids? That's just plain, right? I'm telling you, revival happens. I've never, ever, ever, I I didn't say you had to be those type of people that you'd think, hey, well, there's a holes in the wall. Oh, brother, so and so, man, he was right to be. I was in a church service one day and this dude had had a surgery on his neck you know, all the way to turn his whole body. And it was so fun to tap him on the shoulder and run. It really was because all the time. It's horrible, you're horrible. But you know when you're a young person, you just do stuff, stupid stuff like that. He took off running the aisles and when he got to the corner, he he forgot he couldn't turn very fast. Right through the sheetrock. <laughs> they had to replace a whole big old huge hole. And I tell you that that you have to embarrass yourself every night that's not what I'm saying but you know what you may not do it like the person next to you but you know what I promise you everybody the atmosphere in a service when you begin to worship it does something to somebody the praises of Israel I'm telling you when you begin to praise him God's gonna the Lord. You're going to have to learn how to begin to say, I'm going to do more and check a list off. I'm going to come and I'm going to worship the Lord. I remember I was preaching in this one good to have wood floors in a church. You know, it's very loud. But while we were worshiping, I was like, man, what... In the world is going on, I mean the music wouldn't help. Somebody would maybe shout a little bit. It was distinct. I was like, man, and I started. To find out, my ADHD won't let me. So I started walking around and I was preaching. And I was man. That was sitting on the second row. And I walked by him. And I was preaching. And all of a sudden I had his cane with him. He was 94 years old. They had to help him in and stood up during church. Because he couldn't. He was too old. And so he sat down the whole ter- service. But cane on the ground. Don't, 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 don. And I was thinking, you know what? You just keep on thumping it all. It annoy me. But it doesn't annoy me anymore. He was saying, you know what I'm doing? I'm going to praise God. We'll open a door that nothing else will. Praise will cause and at healed people would be filled with the Holy Ghost. There's something that begins to happen. It's supernatural. It is supernatural. You got to praise Him in faith. Don't just praise Him once He does the thing for you. You're not holding God hot. I'm going to bless you. You're on the throne. I'm going to bless you. If it's not going good, I'm still going to praise you. It's my praise and worship away from me. I am going to love him. I am going to praise him. I'm going to, oh, we got to open our mouth and say things that the devil doesn't understand. Your enemy does not worship. And when I shout, something begins to happen. You've got to believe that. God has given us these things. We're kind of Loud and obnoxious sometimes during services because we're a thing to do. We do this is because this is who we are. We one guy was saying he was at his church and they had a bunch of new converts there, and he said he lost the service. Because <laughs> that's what we do. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hello. You know, I mean, he said, "Praise the Lord." They took him literally. They said, "Oh, he wants us to praise the Lord." And everybody else started joining with him. And pretty soon, the evangelists look at the pastor and say, "What did I do?" He said, "You, if you'll learn to praise God in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God." Make up my mind that nobody's going to out worship me. I'm going to lift my voice. I'm going to lift my hands. It I believe it tonight. I don't just and you know what, giving is supernatural, giving is absolutely supernatural, unbelievable to me. The Bible said that there are the poverty, He said there are some that liberally water our ways. Our ways would be saying, Well, let's go again. I don't have enough just me, and you'll give the way you give is the way I. If you want God to give to you, obey the scripture, well, I have to pay my tithe. No, that's not what the... Because you believe in what you're doing. Everything. Everything. You know what you can do? I love my wife. I I tell her all the time that she's hot. Times and and you know she's got her hair up in a bun and you know and, and she's got her. He's like, what's wrong with you? He's like, nothing. And nothing's wrong with me. I just think you're beautiful. Many years that'll that'll take a toll on people. I mean, seriously. I mean, she's got four kids. <laughs> I can tell her that I, that she's the greatest. That she looks just like she did with none of it. I my bags and hanging. No, it's this stuff. Oh, baby, you look beautiful. Oh. You can tell a woman. You can follow her around and tell her you're the best thing. They do. You let a woman <laughs> tell a man. Man, baby. <laughs> we'll walk for the rest of the day walking around like, yeah, baby, yeah. Well, I mean, if you look good in that. Oh, I say, yeah. And you just walk around. I'm, we believe it. Church, he filled everybody with the Holy Ghost, and he tells them, oh, you're the apple of my eye. You see, what all the things I've done, i just so, I'm so... But when we decide to say, hey, God, you're so wonderful, you're sight now, you're going to have to believe that your worship does something. He, but he did say, oh, magnify the Lord with me. What? I I believe that today, that your worship and your giving will change in that. Remember this, I was an evangelist, I went to a camp meeting, and uh, realized that when I went to camp meeting, I was no longer an evangelist because when I went to camp meeting, I didn't have to preach. that I had preached all the meetings, and I had nothing planned past that and so I went to camp meeting. I thought I was an evangelist, but I really wasn't. I was just kind of person going to camp meeting and uh we had uh my wife had just received ten thousand dollars from her grandmother who passed away for her uh inheritance. And she had put it up in a, uh, uh, you know, a fund, and, and, and she was going to use it. Uh, I don't know. We were going to use it for something. We had plans of, of getting out of debt and paying off our trailer, so we didn't have any, you know, bills or anything. And uh, I had about three hundred and something dollars in my checking account, and that was it. I was at camp meeting, and uh, I remember going telling my wife we're going to get there late today. And, and I didn't tell her why, because I didn't want to get there before. Before the offering, <laughs> I wanted to get there after. <laughs> that is the truth. I, I'm not just making this up to make it sound better as I'm preaching. It's seriously truth. I, I said, you know, we'll just walk in late, you know, just right before preaching. You know, we'll our nine kids in <laughs> and we'll sit somewhere in the back. And as I walked up, we were saying hello to everybody. As I walk up, here come the ushers coming out of the building. Out of the building. Headed to the little place to count all the money. And God spoke to me. I mean, it was just as clear as it he says, Clean out your bank account. I was like, I mean, five minutes. Five minutes. I, if I would have just stayed five more minutes there talking to that person. And I thought, you know what, I'm, I, I just can't do that. And I know it was God, and I just stopped. I said, hey, come here. I said, go ahead, and, baby. I, I'm going to talk to him real quick. And so I said, hey, uh, hold on a second. I, so I got out my checkbook and I looked. Oh, my God. So I wrote it for the exact amount that I had in it. I tore the check off and I put it. Because I knew it was God. I knew it was. I Put it in. I said, all right. So I went in and uh, sat down. And Mark Morgan was preaching. And that's the worst thing that you could ever have preaching when you got any type of money on you. <laughs> Whew. Oh man, he'll start preaching and stuff like that. You'll give away your kids and cars and houses and everything. You just give away your wife. Oh some of you are like, oh we should come preach here. Oh we should come preach here <laughs> in Jesus name. <laughs> he got the preaching. He got the preaching about equality. He got the preaching. oh God, oh my wife and I were weeping and we were crying, and we were praying. I remember in the middle of that, that God spoke to me and said, I want you to give that $10,000 this morning. And I said, God, you're talking to the wrong person because that ain't mine. Thank God. Thank God I ain't got to listen to you today because that ain't my money. Thank the Lord. He kept on talking. He kept on talking. He kept preaching, and I, he kept talking. And I was thinking, look, I'm trying to hear this guy preach. Would you just be <laughs> would you just be quiet? Let me hear this guy preach. He's preaching, and you you told me to pay attention. And, I, and he was preaching, and all of a sudden, he kept preaching. And I mean, my wife was bent over. She was just praying and talking in tongues and crying. And I was crying, but for other reasons after that. And I was like, oh, God, please. Oh, Jesus, we ain't got money. Finally, I said, "Okay, I'm gonna show you." I was just, "Hey, babe," and she said, "Looked at me." She what? She goes, "I go, you know what? God just spoke to me. He wants me to give it ten thousand dollars, but I mean, that ain't my money." And she's looking at me. She goes, "He's been talking to me about know, this whole service about giving that money." I said, "Okay, well, okay, we'll just give it." And all of a sudden, God spoke to me. He said, "I want you to go tell him. I want you to go tell him that you're going to give it 10000 I said, "God, I'm not going to do it. That's against your word." You said, "Don't let your right hand." doing this is not you this is not you and he kept telling me kept telling me kept telling me and so i finally said okay i said he's telling me to go to talk tell him so i'm gonna go tell him but i i'm not i'm 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 gonna tell him so everybody was kind of worshiping and milling around there's some people during the service people believed in what the preacher was preaching they were going and laying offerings down on the on the altar so in seed into what that minister was preaching and they were giving, and people were crying and coming and going. So I, I came, and while he was there, all of a sudden he had stopped for a minute, and I walked by him, and I just, I walked by him. I mean, he is my distant, distant cousin. I mean, I'm the least of my brethren. <laughs> Some of you don't know. Big Mark Morgan. But, uh, so, uh, I, I looked up at him, I said, hey, my wife and I are giving $10,000. And I just walked off, and he let me get all the way back to my seat. He said, I'm gonna let you know. An evangelist just came up here and gave ten thousand dollars. Something broke in that service. When he said that, I'm telling you, people started giving. I think they took up hundred thousand dollars. This was twenty this, oh god, this was eighteen years ago because we just had two kids. So this is 17, 18 years ago. Oh my goodness! That place blew up. I mean, people were giving everywhere. They took up 150 something like that thousand dollars, which is nothing now, but at a smaller camp meeting, it was a lot of money. Cash. I mean, people were throwing cash. I mean, checks. I mean, they they were just giving, and people were crying, and, and things happened. I was back there. I was gone. I, I'm telling you, I was done. I, I said, I just my wife doesn't know that we emptied our savings account but just I just emptied out our, our our checking account at the same time and I was sitting there and I was crying I was standing there praying I was just praying and all of a sudden somebody tapped me on the shoulder and I looked and there was a man that I had just preached in his church now this wasn't the pastor, he was a saint in the church I had just preached at his church and he, tears were streaming down his face and he looked at me and he said Brother Morgan, I just want to let you know I, I, I know that that was you he said, uh, he said, let me tell you something. He said, I could lose ten grand right now and wouldn't even miss it. He said, I'm being honest. He said, I could lose it, and I would just say, Oh well. And it would be that no big deal. Seriously. God has been dealing with me all service long to give ten grand. And I told him I wasn't gonna do it. And he said, When you did it, I know you don't have it. He said, So I just want to let you know this. I'm giving you 10 grand. And he wrote me a check for $10,000. Not only that, is that a minister came by me during that service and said, Brother Morgan, he said, you know what I think? He said, God, for some reason, told me to give you $1,000. And he gave me a check for $1,000. I was happy. I was happy. My wife was even more happy. Hallelujah. She didn't know about the checkbook. And he gave me, hey, not only that, a guy asked me to come preach that weekend. He took up an offering and paid every one of my bills for one solid month. Not only that, when I left that conference. That can't mean I was booked for six months all the way to the end of the year. I'm telling you there is something that when God begins to deal with you I believe that you can give and God will bless you. You're going to have to believe that giving is supernatural. It's not just money to keep the pastor alive or just to keep the lights on. That's not all it's for. It is supernatural. You can give and God will supernaturally bless you but you got to believe that I believe that you can pray and God will hear your prayers I believe that today I believe prayer is a supernatural thing it is not something that you and I do to just simply beg God to change his mind or to do something he doesn't want to do Prayer is a supernatural thing. He bound himself by his word that he would be an answerer of prayer. He bound himself. He said by two immutable things that it's impossible for God to lie. He bound himself that if you would pray, he would answer. He bound himself to that prayer is super natural. It's supernatural. I'm going to ask you to help me real quick. If you could get me a... a, I forgot to look it up real quick, but it's Joshua chapter number 10, verse number 12. And if that doesn't look right, it's Joshua 12, verse 10. But it's one of those. (laughs) I would look it up, but I can't see it. So forget it. Just Joshua 10, verse number 12. Any day... I'm just just kidding. kidding. I am only kidding. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. Then spake Joshua to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. Now look, Joshua is now king over Israel. Moses is gone. Joshua is now stepping into his position. And they are defeating the Amorites. But the Amorites are running from them. And they're thinking, look. If we don't catch them, they're going to regroup. And we're going to ask you to do something supernatural. So then spake Joshua to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered. Stand thou still upon Gibeon and thou moon in the valley of Agilon. The moon stayed unto the people had avenged themselves upon the enemies. Is not this written in one of those words? So the sun stood still. That's three times. Still in the midst of heaven and hastened bound by his desire to answer prayer. That in a prayer Because that's a wrong prayer. Because the sun doesn't move. And God wrote it down three times. And I'm sure the angels are like, what are you doing? What are you doing? But it's wrong. I understand it's wrong. But that's all right. He's praying. He's not going to know until that weird guy with the long, weird hair comes along and proves to everybody. <laughs> so he doesn't know. So he's praying the only prayer going to answer it. Now, I know I may have to do a little things different. I know the whole place is moving, all right? I know everything is moving, but in time, all right? Now, I, I don't have to give everybody a science lesson because I didn't, uh soon uh, uh soon become laud, I graduated laudy, how come? <laughs> Stand still. Hey, look, it's a wrong prayer, and God's writing it down because, you know, verse number 26, I'm going to prove to you I'm going to prove to you that all you've got to do is start. You don't have to give God the blueprint for your miracle. You don't have to talk God of it. All you got to do is get down and start praying. And when you start praying, he'll turn it around to be right. No, not. What we should pray for as we ought. Situations that will come upon you. You don't know how to pray. You don't know. God. We don't know. We just go to God and we break down and we begin to pray, God, God when to help us. We don't tell any of that. We just play, pray, please, God, the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which searcheth the hearts, knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit because He, God knows what you need. God knows what needs to happen. God, you can't invoke that until you open your mouth and say, God, I need you. God, I've got to have you to help me. God, I've got to, if you'll start. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So don't think you have to be, there's going to be times when you don't know how to what to pray for, but don't work for you. I remember one time I was, pre, I was. Preaching at the church I was pastoring, or try And uh, they found out really quick. <laughs> and I uh, remember one lady walked in one service. And uh, when she walked in, because she walked in like that, she was like, hey. She noticed the more I preached, the more she was around, she was like, oh. I was thinking, oh, why do I always have to get the. So I got through preaching and. And close the door, and it wasn't man just uh, just a couple seconds, and some And I was like, oh, uh, "Usher!" And I was like, "Hey, what's up?" He said, "There's a lady that wants to talk." Uh, tell her to go talk to my assistant. And he goes, "You have an assistant?" My wife. She says she doesn't want to talk to anybody but you. People started milling out and started leaving. They they started giving me wide space. And <laughs> begin to tell me things. Oh my goodness. She said I was five years old. She said she led me by the hand and she began to talk to people until she met. She kept tell, She said I kept telling my mom I don't want to live with anybody. I love you and I want to live with you. And she said I remember my mom walking away and somebody taking me home. She said at five years old she said, and I walked the streets until I found my house. And I knocked on the door and she said Mama I love you and I want to be with you. She said okay I'll tell you what I'll let you live here but I'm not going to do. She said, you're going to do it all. She said, at five years old, I didn't know. I had to wash my own clothes. She said, I had to get myself up to school. I went to school. She said, when I was 11, I had my first abortion. That was... She said, I was living under a bridge. I met my husband that that I have now. He's not here. He said he's going to come to church on me while we were... Somewhere and he he fathered another child, and so he said, And then my mom and he fell in love and got married. So everybody in town always looked and she said, Would you just pray for me? I'm gonna pray for you. I'm, I'm gonna pray for you. I'm gonna tell you what I did. My wife was out in the car, You go ahead and go eat. I'm going to go to the office and I'm going to pray a little bit and then I'm going to resign. I said, let me tell you something. You know that lady that just came in here? Babe, I, I, I'm not equipped for this. I, I, I pray and then I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to resign. I'm going to let somebody else come in here. I can't do this. Whatever, I'm going to go eat. <laughs> so she left. And i will to help her. I don't know what to say to her. I don't, I don't know what to do. I'm not, I'm not, I don't have anything to speak to me. He just said, I didn't ask you to help her. He said, All I need you to do is just preach. <laughs> I was so happy. So I did. She came to church and her, her husband came. They've been jerked around a little bit in this town. So he's sitting there. I begin to, I begin to, I begin to, and uh, when, when I get these calls all the time from her. Pastor, doctor, and we were with her. And then she didn't die. And so we go back home. And then time, I looked at my wife, I was like, you know what? Let's flip for it. Go, babe. I know you were up late working. I, yeah, I'll go. So she went. she come back. I said, what, what, what happened? She said, if you ever make me get up at 4 o'clock in the morning, I won't be there next time Yes. Finally, <laughs> one day, she called in the middle of the day. I had just bought, I mean, one, it was huge. And I had made it perfect. It was had a little bit of then some Coke. Coke, strawberry, Coke, strawberry, all the way up to the top. So that when you went, and walk out of the 7 which is right across the street from my church. That was the best thing about that church. I was like, hello? <laughs> and I've been doing a good job, too. I'm dying. I said, are you close to the church? Yes. Well, I'm just come by here. So they wheeled up. I was in there. And they come in. Sit down right there. Her husband sat way down over on the side. He just sat there. And at there are some of you that are going to come to him and go, Pastor, we're so glad you're our pastor. You're so nice. If I've ever said or done anything that caused you to. So I said, I just bought this brand new icy. I'm not wasting it. I said, and I've been doing a good job. Where have you been? I've been here. Pastor. I've been here. I said, obviously not. Because I said, you're going to pray. I'm going to listen to you. I said, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to eat. And it was like, I pay tithe to this guy. I mean, I, I pay this guy to tell her, I am praying for you. I said, I'm not praying. And she said, Pastor, I need you. I said, I'm so many times. I want you to pray. I just started eating my ice here. Until she realized that I was actually telling the truth. So she finally started. And she goes, Throw. I said, stop. She jumped and her husband's like, oh, God, this is, I'm so. What is going to start with you? I've always taught you that you never start with you. Which art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. I will be done on earth as it is. That's not you. Give us this. But it's not your sin yet. I said that's blessing. It's not until it's forth. And I said, you're praying wrong, and you're not listening all the things that he's done good for you. I want you to start blessing him, and I want you to start worshiping him. And I'm going, Jesus, I love you. Oh, God, thank you. And she started thinking. When he said that he would never go to church and then he changed his mind. Well, one of these days I might. And now he was, it wasn't five minutes. I, 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 this is not a lie. It wasn't five minutes that she was. And then all of a sudden she stopped. And she said, you know what, Pastor? I feel very good. She picked up her. She never called me ever again unless it was a real situation. I never have a problem. I prayed her mom through. I prayed his dad and her stepdad through. I prayed her sister through. I prayed her husband, her sister's husband through. I prayed their kids. I'm just going to start praying. And I'm just going to start worshiping. And I'm going to start giving God you out of life. In the midst of all your situation, it'll pick you up out of that. And you got to do it. You've got to learn how to pray. You've got to learn how to worship God. You're going to have to. I wonder if right now that we could just do it right now. Whether if you need to pray or if you need to lay it on the altar. Somebody needs to go ahead and say, I believe that you need God to do a miracle for you right now. If you'll just now. Come on, somebody lift up your voice. Somebody begin to pray like you haven't prayed in a situation. Come on, somebody, worship him. Come on, praise him for everything like you wanted to go. But why don't you go ahead and lift up the name of Jesus for a while. Come to you where you're praising him. Somebody needs to pray about that sister. Somebody needs to get your faith out again. Pray for your child again. Pray for your marriage. I know your will is going to happen in the name of Jesus. Somebody lift your hands and pray. I believe that with all my heart. He's hearing you right now. He is hearing your prayer toward you. God is wanting to do a miracle for you right now. Faith, I want you to get out from where you are and walk down to this front. And lift your hands and come. He's hearing me right now. God is working on my behalf right now. I believe in the supernatural. I believe in right now. I believe in that while I pray. God is working. I believe that somebody get in the spirit for a minute come on somebody somebody get in the spirit for a minute somebody begin to praise him in the spirit come on the bible said praise him somebody let the worship flow out of you like a river nothing is impossible with god nothing is there he is a blesser he can open doors that this world and other doubters say to the devil i'm not even going to listen to my own mind i'm going to listen to the voice of the skin the word of god i've got to believe the supernatural in your home I want you to pray for the supernatural in your family I want to just struggle my way through life I want the Holy Ghost to begin to move in my salvation I want to have boldness God I need you to work come on somebody the men talking in tongues and praying in the Holy Ghost come on Come on, somebody! Come on, somebody! Lord, come on me and be strong and be courageous. Step out and lead. That I can pray an anointing down. I can pray a blessing on my family. Holy Ghost, and I'm going to say it, I don't want to offend anybody or anything else, but we need men to step up in this house to fast and pray and get a hold of God. We need some men that will worship the Lord and take say, you know what, I, I'm, I'm going to worship God. There's not a service that's not going to, we're going to, keep. we need strong men. Let me tell you something, this is the solely take away the voice of a strong male figure, Port- I'm just saying it is important and say for me in my house that was Joshua hey hey, when it's prayer time before church I'm going to pray I'm going to talk to God I'm going to be the one that goes home and tells the family hey it's prayer time let's gather and let's pray together I don't mean you have to have a shouting match and pray the loudest but let the end be strong Oh, are we really gonna go here? Are we really gonna do this? Well, it's up to you, babe. Somebody needs to say, you know what, Pastor, or read a book or something. Hey, look, I'm not gonna talk about it right now because I'm gonna go find out. But I'm gonna find out. We're gonna be strong. This church, Holy Ghost. And us men need to step up. And I'm I'm gonna tell you, I'm in the later. But you need to be strong. Strong men that know how to worship. But a foundation that's strong, loving, and can weep and cry and pray and talk to God. In Jesus' name. I wonder if we could do it, do it one more time. If we could lift our voice and that's me. Give me strength. Give me courage. Give me boldness. Honey, the, the, the New Testament church, this boldness to speak your word and to pray and to worship. Come on, can you lift your voice all the time and worship him and love him and magnify the Lord.